here we go. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Well, if I make a statement, come on, man, sit the fuck down. But you know what's on my mind right now? It ain't the coffee in my kitchen. Hey, what up, everybody? This is number five of The Rabbit and the Lep. I'm the Leprechaun. I'm Garrett. I'm the Rabbit. I'm here. And with us today, we got Parker, Han, and Charlie. Just kind of shooting the shit right now. Um, kind of on the docket, I would say, is we, we came in talking about, you know, Rays and uh, John Jones. Jones. That was one of the things we want to talk about, some upcomings. But honestly, at this point in the night, it's kind of whatever we want to talk about. Yeah. So, um, we were talking about superpowers earlier, and I thought that was fun. <laughs> um, and so, but yeah, going into it, um, a couple, it's a what, a week after John Jones, Reyes? Two, two weeks. Yeah, two, two weeks. Because last week was Corey Anderson, the guy I can't pronounce, and yes. last night was Felder and Hooker. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're a little ways out. Um, finally got around to it. Um, and so kind of a controversial decision for the, you know, we're talking, you know, like just a little bit of a reminder for everybody. Um, five rounds went to a decision and it was a unanimous decision to John Jones, which some people thought was pretty controversial because a lot of people had Reyes winning one, two, three, yeah. and then John Jones winning four, five. Yeah, it was, it was pretty much a consensus that Reyes won one, two, and Jones won four, five. Oh, I would disagree with that. So the well, that was like the, I don't think the that major was consensus disputed at all. The only person who would dispute that is the judge who scored at forty nine, forty six yeah. to John Jones, saying John Jones won round two. That was a huge thing that yeah. really sent a lot of the MMA community like on fire. Regardless of whether they thought Jones or Reyes should have won it, they're like. That was pretty ridiculous, especially since that judge earlier in the night was seen on his phone during fights. Yeah. And just overall had a bad day just judging. So kind of that's where a lot of the controversy came from. So as Perrin or Garrett alluded to earlier, it was a lot of people had one, two for uh, Reyes, four, five for Jones, and three was the deciding round. Um, Online, the consensus was probably more uh, one, two, three Reyes. Yeah, it was a lot and more for Reyes. I'm going to be probably the minority decision this group who actually had it 2 2 going to the final round. So I had Jones win yeah. the fight. I was pretty shocked with because I had it um, during the fight. We were all, it kind of got a little heated between us um, with who won, you know, because you always have the, the incumbent. Champ is always going to have the advantage. Um, yeah, like the if you're coming in, if you're if you're defending rather than the challenger. I definitely had Reyes winning the third. I would say the third was closer. I think if if I had to like put actual points to it, like out of a hundred, I would say it was John Jones probably about forty, and it was Reyes sixty. That's how I had it. Um, Granted, John Jones controlled the center. He also tried to have a takedown. He had a takedown in the third. Did he have a takedown in the third? Yeah, takedown yeah, in the third it was, and the fifth. It was a it was one of the takedowns. The... Oh, it was the fourth where he attempted the takedown. Yeah. 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 So he he was one for one in the third, one of two in the fifth, and I think he was zero of two in four. Um, yeah. 
the only problem with that a lot of people saw with the takedown was Reyes was able to pop up mm-hmm. very very quickly. So not a lot of control time, but it was it was a lot of just um, you know people really really upset about the last judge. Yeah, I don't know if I could give it the way he did. That no, no, extreme. no person. I can explain why he did it. It's wrong. Um, I, even I thought it was three to two. Yeah, pretty, pretty clearly with the argument in the third round. Um, I do. I, I think like if this was perfectly scored, I think this one's a split decision to Jones. Mm-hmm. I think that that judge in a perfect world would have given Reyes three. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that Dos Santos fight that he fought, that John Jones's last fight was, should have been unanimous to John Jones and not a split decision. Mm-hmm. So if anything, this is kind of just like karma paying itself back. We said the same thing. Yeah. John Jones has only lost being a legal knee. And now it's kind of like, it's like, oh, well, it's easier to say his record of like 20, 27, 27 and, one. and 1. It's easier to, rather than discard that one, just keep it there and be like, okay, so this kind of karma of the, yeah, you were, it, it wasn't a legal move and you shouldn't have done it, you shouldn't have known, but it's kind of like, ah, uh, you were beating him up. When right? the guy who won the fight and Dana White and you all contested, um, it does, it always yeah. just kind of be like a, John Jones is kind of undefeated. Like that used to be the thing going into this, and I have no problem now saying he's twenty-seven and one. I just it it. I mean, it was a really it, one thing I will say about this fight. Um, though there weren't a ton of strikes landed, this wasn't like a female fight where all of a sudden you're seeing like a hundred strikes around land. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was probably one of the best UFC fights mm-hmm. in recent memory. Yeah, it was fun. It was. I really it, like. It was a really cool fight to watch. It was. I kind of expected. Because I didn't, I guess I un, I totally under, under underestimated Reyes. Going into it, I was like, who the heck is this guy? I even said, even on three, I even said it, I think it was. Yeah. Um, I was like, who the heck is this guy? He's coming up from the, like, I, granted, he was six at the time, and he got moved up to four. One. Yeah. Well, he was. Yeah. yeah he's he's not at the time but... prior. Um, when, when, when I first saw, like, they mm. first announced it, uh, he was six. Then he got bumped up to four. And now he's one. Um, but I was like, who the heck's this guy? He's going to get wrecked. No, he probably the best John Jones, like challenge in a while. In a while. Uh, I would say the Gustafson one was probably, um, yeah, that, I mean, those would be the two arguments outside of John Jones himself, just being an idiot half the time. I still say John Jones's best opponent was Gufferson. Reyes is two in my mind, but I watched that. I watched one UFC one sixty five live, yeah, and I was blown away that anybody could do what he did to John Jones. Um, I thought the scoring. I think the scoring was exactly the same too. I think it was two judges were forty eight forty seven with one judge forty nine forty six, and a lot of people were outraged with that judge that it should have either been a split or it should have been John Jones by one point. So that's one of those, the, one of the weird things about points and how that works in MMA for me, is like, you can realistically have a closer fight where a dude wins all the rounds than one where a guy wins a round versus not losing them all. Just cause they can all be super close rounds that one guy edges out. It's one of those weird things. Yeah. Cause when think, you're, yeah, you, go, you continue. Yeah. I, I still think they should go to an actual point system. I, I've always said that. I know we've had discussions about it. But like in wrestling, we have you get certain points for takedowns. You get certain points for holding the guy on his back. You get certain points for escaping. You get certain points for reversals. You, I think, there should be a similar system that 
support could support this one. I like this current point system because the point system you're describing, depending on how you add up, and I'm not gonna we're not gonna be here for twenty minutes you explaining every little detail. Yeah, no, absolutely. what it sounds like I, I know wrestling matches where it's thirteen to two. Yeah. And so there's no there's no fall or no no pin. Mm -hmm. So the guy wins thirteen to two. Well, mm -hmm. say John Jones loses that round thirteen to two, but then wins the next four rounds. You're almost just saying, Yeah. All that matters is that first round. After that first round, John Jones should have just thrown the towel and said, well, there's no way I'm coming back from this one. And that's my only yeah. argument against that kind of point system is I do like it being – it's a five-round fight. Each round's important. Each round needs to be weighted out of the ten. I guess that's why I would say yeah. it would support this system. No, and, and even if you want to do that with that system, then you could like make it so it's like it's a 10-8 in that case. Mm -hmm. um, this fight probably wouldn't have been a very – the only argument would have been round one. I think you could have argued yeah. round one that you could have given Reyes ten to four, ten to eight and made this like a majority win for John Jones with the one dumb judge. Yeah, and either that or the major majority draw. draw or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, that's really the only argument. I mean, this fight was called pretty much on the nose. I, you can disagree with the third round all you want to, but I, I, I don't think there's any person who can't look at that third round objectively and say, "Yeah, I could see how Jones won that," or in my case, "Yeah, I could see how Reyes won that." Yeah. Okay, no, it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up, and I, I think a point system there would more rob it than leave it. Now, I'm not one. I'm, I'll be the first person to like yell at a referee or a judge for a bad yeah. call, and that third judge definitely needed, um, yeah, to not be there. Oh yeah, no, but he also had horrible judging earlier in the night too, where there was some pretty controversial yeah, judging. Andrea which, Lee fight, and mm -hmm. then there was one on the prelims. Uh, the second fight of the night, he gave up. 30-27 to um, the guy who ended up winning the fight. But it was the first, it was split decision, and he gave a 30-27. Yeah. I, yeah. I believe that. And it was it was very clear, one fighter first round, very clear one fighter second round, and then third round was very close. Mm -hmm. And for him to give a 30-27, yeah, it was kind of... He was just there to make money. Yeah. I, I mean, that kind of hurts. Well, I mean, some of this That's is Texas kind of judging, too. This, this was under the Texas Federation. Mm -hmm. UFC is not an official like NFL or NBA where all the rules are the same everywhere. Yeah. Yep. So they are subject to that. And I can see some of the, cause the points here are set up more for takedowns and it was the um, old system. Yeah. So the scoring is going to be different than if this took place in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that judge did a horrible job. There were some, I, I think there were three instances where every single person in this house was like, Hmm, I don't, I don't know about that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that, that's kind of pushing the limit then. I mean, the rest of the judges, I think they did a oh, fairly no. good job. Yeah, like, yeah, very good. When they when they did their splits earlier on, like, again, that's why I really – I thought this should have been a split decision for Jones and Reyes. Yeah. I, I really do think that you need to give him more credibility for that kind of fight. Um, oh, I'm more ready for Reyes too. Yeah, it, John Jones sounds pretty pretty excited for Reyes too instead of moving up now. So my prediction that he'd yeah. hop up to Stipe is falling short right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which, uh, with a fight like that. He's got competition, yeah. you know, and it's like, okay, and then you got, and you got somebody who you can actually battle it out with and like prove that, because like right now there's like a bit of like something hanging there Yeah, that it's, yeah, you beat him, but like, you know, well, it's going to be one of those fights where you always bring it up. Like mm -hmm. when anyone's bringing up George St. Pierre's career, how mm -hmm. lush he was, everybody brings up the Johnny Hendricks fight where it was a very close fight and everybody's like. Oh, I don't know. He might have lost that. Or if Sehudo's career continues, it's always going to be pointed back to him versus Johnson. Him versus Mighty Mouse. The, oh, yeah, but that was really close. I'm not sure, you know, yeah. type thing. So, yep. 
Um, you want me to the previous fight? Yes, I do. I'm so excited because I love. Honestly, I was so excited. I was honestly during that fight, I was laughing and like excited for this fight in it more than their John Jones, just because like John, it, it was a lot of just. Well, we went into that. Fight. I went into that fight thinking John Jones was going to win easily. Yeah. I was not expecting it. Um, I think Parker had had been looking at Reyes yeah, previously. I was, was talking him up, and I know Perrin was yeah. doing somewhat of the same. Yeah, I, I looked at Garrett earlier in the fight, half joking around. I was, I was like, "Yeah, Ray's gonna knock him out," and Garrett's like, "What?" And I was like, "No, no, no!" But I was like, "He might win, though. He's got a shot." I, I, I think I didn't know who Reyes was. No, yeah. just a, just a quick note. I mean, the toughness of Reyes and Jones oh. is stuff that I've never seen. Like oh. the shots that John Jones was taking, this is arguably the hardest he's ever been hit. Yeah. And I looked at John Jones and like, at no point was I ever like, Oh my God, he's going to get knocked out. Yeah. Like some people, uh, parent, I believe was the yeah. one who got very heated about this. John Jones would duck out of bad situations. Yeah. And run. Yeah. And that was weird. It, it, was, it was, it was, it was weird. Really he was trying weird. to get back to the center instead of being cornered. That's where he's more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, that's my, you can call it running. You can do it what was, you want. But it was just impressive to see someone do that. It was just a very yes. weird yes. turn yes. your back and run. It but was the very impressive weird. thing was that John Jones you, could do it. Yeah. Mind you, you you say that right now, Parent, but you were running around the circle. Yeah. Now I was running around like yeah. John Jones. Yeah. And you were, oh my God, you were, you. I'm sitting there just Perrin, watching you two go at it. Parent was pretty very funny. animated in his defense. That was pretty funny. Moment. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it's what you want to call it, but at no, I, I want to be straight honest with this. At no point during that fight yeah. was I like, oh, John Jones is going to get knocked out. Yeah. There was just no point. John Jones took like a, a kick to the face, and John Jones is just standing there like, I'm sorry, did, did something happen? Now, yeah. there were situations where he was running the combos, and John Jones was like, I don't like this. Rolls out of it. And yeah. at no point, and here's my defense, at no point could Reyes stop it. Mm-hmm. A re, a, one of the better fighters, someone like Khabib, someone like Conor McGregor, they keep that person locked up. Yeah. And I know I'm comparing Reyes to champs right now. Yeah. But the better fighters don't let someone like John Jones duck out of there. And because he was allowing him to, it really wasn't my version of control. Yeah. And I think that comes a lot with Reyes' experience so yeah. far. With the guys he's fought, a lot. Of, if you look back at a lot of his previous fights, he gets guys in that corner and he'll land like a one-two combo. Yeah. And usually it knocks the guy out. Yep. So he's expecting, I just landed both those punches. I'm expecting Jones to be done right yeah. now. Wait, he's still going. Crap! Now I don't have. Now he he's, did look now like he's going. Stunned Jones. He he. Yeah, like Jones. But here's my point, though: is those punches against any other fighter in light heavyweight oh. knock him, at least knock the guy down? Yeah. yeah. If not, finish him. Yeah. And John Jones oh, is just kind of like, oh, okay. I think the I think the point where he got stunned the most was actually in I believe round three. He got an uppercut. Yeah. He got an uppercut from Reyes in round three, and again. I still I can see a hundred percent someone saying Jones wins round three. I will never argue with mm-hmm. someone over that because I think it go either way. But I think round three was the scariest moment for Jones. But again, he didn't even get knocked down. He looked he you gave him two seconds and he was back into it. He yeah, was he ready was, to go. He yeah. was fine. He yeah, that's one of the, that's just to his greatness. Um so I, I also want to point out just on that one side on this one, and no pointed Reyes ever looked like he yeah. was getting knocked down. No. So it it it, it wasn't it was a really good technical fight, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like a. It's not like the type of fight I like to see, like where it's, like it's where it's swinging. Tina. It wasn't. It wasn't like um the Covington Usman fight, especially in the last two rounds. Oh, yeah, the, no, it's hard to touch that fight. No, that that fight was two guys mm-hmm. who don't usually do this, so their their technique isn't as good. 
But because their technique isn't good, they're throwing for their lives. Yeah. And that was that was some of the best UFC I personally want to see and have seen was yeah. those two guys just swinging for the fences. And I loved every second of it. Yeah, them going to town each other, the Usman Covington, remind me a little bit of a, of a way less bloodier version of uh, Robbie Lawler, Roy McDonald, where they both just bashed each other noses in. And it yep. was ridiculous. So. But well, we want to get fun. to the previous one, yeah. which was Caitlin, not going to pronounce her last yeah. name. Yep. Caitlin Shukagian. Valentina Shevchenko. So uh, I'm going to <laughs> we're gonna call it, uh, I'm going to just use Shevchenko and, and um, use Caitlin Valentina. and Valentina. Caitlin. <laughs> Valentina, <laughs> Valentina, Caitlin. Valentina. Yeah, Caitlin. Caitlin. There, there, we there we go. We'll just use that. But uh, so this was the co-main event. It was the for the women's flyweight championship. That's mm-hmm. the middle women's class. Uh, yeah. Valentina defended it. Twice previously, she'd won it three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't so know. I can't correct. Yeah. I can't correct you on anything, women. No, this is this yeah. is the, this was her third title defense, and it ended in the third round by TKO. Yeah, Cruz. Yeah, she got like, like crucifix. 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 Eighth, eighth crucifix finish or eighth person or was it eighth, eighth finish? crucifix finish yep. ever? Uh, some of the other names were John Jones, uh, Cormier, and uh, I believe. Was it was it Khabib? I believe it was Khabib. Yeah, it was Khabib. Yeah, was, so she was the fourth person to do it in a championship. Yeah, doing it in a championship fight. So that that's crazy too because uh, that's just something that you don't hear about yeah. doing. It. And the names that she's tied with now throughout history are yeah. are legends. Yeah, yeah. the greatness. I will say through the entire fight night, the most impressed I was technique wise with anyone that entire night was Valentina. Oh, how technically yeah. sound. Oh, yeah. And just everything <laughs> she did was perfect. It was it was insane. She it was so good. quick. She would do that spinning back fist and it hit her. And it, you heard a smack like a cannon. It was yeah. A, it was, like I said with that previous fight, unlike, unlike Caitlin, um, Valentina never looked like for even a quarter of a second lost control of that fight. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. was going exactly like she wanted to do. And it was masterful to just see someone mm-hmm. control a fight like that. And she took full advantage. And she she didn't just go for a decision. She she went for the throat. Yeah. And she she knocked her out, mm-hmm. uh, which was yeah. just very and, impressive. I oh. again that first round, she wasn't going too. It didn't look like she was going too hard that first round until really the end of the round when she took her when she took Caitlin down, and then she was on the ground. She landed that elbow. Mm, when she landed that elbow. elbow in the last about fifteen seconds Ooh. of the round. And it cut Caitlin open. That was right there. That's yeah. when you noticed, okay, yeah, Valentina's ready. She's going to come out this next round. She's going to be going. And I after mean, that, and I give Caitlin credit that she lasted as long as she did after that. Yeah. I'm surprised the doctor didn't stop it with how deep that cut and close to well, that was. I, the, sec, the second round I could see going, but that second between second and third round, like they had a, they had to like they had put the jelly on it, and as she walked out, you saw the jelly like get off, and you could see the well, blood start to come you, back out. And we were like, you oh, have the one highlight. Highlight of uh, Valentina's kick in round three. Oh, yep. You have the kick, and you just see the last of the judges go oh, flying what? off of Caitlin's face. Yep. Yeah. And that kick was an insane kick, and then that kick led up to the uh, taking her down and then the crucifix and yep. the finish. Um, but, yeah, so uh, there's really not a ton. There's no controversy here. It's just no, it, it, was lo- watching, it was an awesome fight. It was watching excellence at work. Yeah, it and, looked like what the odds said it would look like. Well, speaking of odds, uh, Valentina, for her fourth title defense, will be fighting uh, Joanne Calderwood, yep. um, who is the third-ranked flyweight. Caitlin was the first-ranked. Jessica I was the second-ranked, and Valentina's already beaten her. Um, so this is pretty much the last competition at flyweight. Yeah. Um, 
it's scheduled uh, for UFC 251. Mm. Um, those the location has not been disclosed, mm-hmm. but that's the only fight announced. Um, the odds for that one set right now are minus two, uh, minus twelve hundred, and plus eight hundred for Calderwood. So it just yeah, um, pretty br- pretty br- pretty brutal odds. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, watching uh, Valentina just go to town. And just how disband. fast? How it wasn't just that she was fast; it was the precision of it. It was it was she, speed, power, and accuracy just in the triple combination that's hard to beat. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like it was like watching McGregor and and uh, featherweight against like Seaver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. It was honestly, I was not like everyone like her nickname's the Bullet, which yeah. I, like, I was like, okay, that's kind of whatever, that's kind of lame, you know, whatever. And I'm sitting here, and then I started watching her strike and kick because the first round she was kind of like it was like she was just ranging it, she yeah, was just ranging out. it, yeah. And then once she got that range in, and she was getting her the, her opponent's rhythm, whoo, watch out! And I was laughing. My ass off. That was the funniest thing to me. No, it was. It was incredible. It looked yeah. over after oh, round one. The, the, I mean, even before the bow, it just looked over mm-hmm. because it, it looked like someone just. It was someone faster with better technique that has more power. Was... I mean, it, it, it just looked unfair mm-hmm. from from about one third from about first three minutes of that fight. It just it didn't look like much of a fight and. I was super impressed. I, I was I was expecting. I called for a decision. I believe because um, she last fight against I, she won by decision. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm, maybe this isn't when she goes goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh no, she knocked out I. She decisioned the girl that beat her in her fifth fight. Yeah, uh, who's no longer in the UFC. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and she was probably the most technical because I mean, Reyes looked like. Chuck Liddell out there, just I'm gonna try and throw everything, try and knock you Reyes, out because that's my chance. Reyes did. John Jones was very, very distancing. Chuck in that fight, when he just go out there, but yeah. and uh, I mean, if you're looking for, you know, technique and, and just skill based, you know, as an art form, you're obviously not looking at Derek Lewis who's on the card. He just throws haymakers. Yeah, oh, that fight was not fair. Okay, I think I think that'll be the last one for this for this for yeah. uh, what was that yeah. 247? Yeah, yeah, 247. Um, that one was was another example of yeah, the it was judges. weird. Um Derek Lewis who's a Houston native uh was fighting a, a middleweight or no, uh, light heavyweight. It was, was it, it was, light was it Latifi? Yeah, yeah, it was Latifi. Latifi. It was his first light heavyweight fight. No, heavyweight fight. He oh, heavyweight. First heavyweight fight. I'm From sorry, light heavyweight. First heavyweight fight. Mm-hmm. He, uh, and personally, and I think honestly, most of us agree, Latifi should have won the fight. He could have won all the way from 30 to 27, think, yeah. 29 I'm pretty, It seemed like he controlled Derek Lewis for most of that fight. Yeah, There's a, a lot few, of takedowns. Derek Lewis had a couple moments, but well, Derek, compared to like, Perfect example is your Wilder Fury the first time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latifi was was Tyson Fury and controlled that fight all but a bit. Yeah. I think about fifteen seconds where Derek Lewis just landed some shots where you were like, "Is he still conscious?" Yeah, and, it was the beginning and end of each round. But in yeah. between, Latifi had him either clinched up against the cage or on the ground yeah. and was, was yeah. But he wasn't was suffocating. Do, like my like thing that. was is like he wasn't doing anything. To him, and that's, that's in a, those clinches. But that—that's an argument of the old, old scoring versus the yeah. new scoring. Yeah. 
is because he was doing, especially in this case, like in the new scoring, I might have given that to Derek Lewis, but since they were using the old scoring method and you had all that in the clinch and on the ground control, you almost had to give it to him. Yeah, so that was that was definitely a shocking result to me, seeing Derek Lewis win that. I mean, good for him. I am a Derek Lewis fan. He's a Houston native. I'd love to. I love. I, I want to see his heavyweight career continue. Yeah, so. like I, I was happy for him for sure, but that was definitely a, a shocker to see that judging given to him. No, that was that was. I think the beginning of our like looking at the judge with a little bit of a side eye, like what, what's going. What's yeah, going like this kind of odd. But, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so finishing. Any, any more comments on that? No, I'm good for that. All right. Cool. So we finished up with that. Um, just quick touch on. Obviously, for us, obviously for us, but not maybe not obviously everybody. But the Wilder Fury. I know you're all you're all pumped up about it. Wilder Wilder Fury two. I was extremely happy with the result of this as Fury got a one by TKO in the seventh, in the seventh round. Um, Wilder's uh, team pretty much threw in the towel, said, "Hey, you're done." Wilder did not seem very happy, but again, his team thought he was. He, not, he was finished. He was finished. The entire rap, that entire round, Fury was controlling him. Fury looked like he controlled him the whole fight. Mm-hmm. I am a big Fury fan. He's one of my favorite boxers right now. I, I freaking love Fury. He's hilarious, and he's the Gypsy King. So the Gypsy King. Him. All all I gotta say is I can't wait for the Joshua Fury fight. Now mm-hmm. that's gonna be great. Yeah. We're gonna, they're gonna unify the belts in the heavyweight. I can't wait. That's basically the champ versus champ in UFC. Yeah, you don't usually get to see this. Like I said, like you guys have said before, boxing is kind of confusing with four belts. Like a champ fight doesn't mean a lot, but this is a unification fight if it happens. Love to see a unification fight. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about boxing. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I, I'm just stating that now. <laughs> All right. Um, just a quick shout out. Uh, this Saturday is the UFC flyweight championship fight between uh, Jose Benavidez or Hort. Is it? No, it's not Jose. It's uh, Joseph. Joseph. Joseph Benavidez and. Jiu-jitsu. Uh, and some other dude. Uh, yes, yeah, some name that I will not. Some name that we're not going to try to butcher. Um, we might give Parker a shot here. Yeah. Uh, Davison uh, Figueroa. No, no, no. Yeah. It's, no, it's, no like, it's like Figueroa or something yeah, like that, right? Figueroa, yeah. It's, it's, not a, it's not a UFC event. It's a ESPN. it's an ESPN fight night. Yeah. Um, so if you have ESPN Plus, check it out. Uh, it's not pay so you can watch it. free if you have ESPN Plus. Yep. yep. It's a it's a champ fight, so yeah, take them when you can get them. Mm-hmm. The little guys, they're gonna be really really fast. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, just shout out to that for anyone who wants to know. Um, but just kind of moving on. Anything else that you guys want to touch on? Anything that you've seen that want to point out? I don't. I don't know. Okay. Cool. Well, like... Now, kind of moving on. Just uh, we were kind of talking about this earlier. Just well, we're eating T Bell. Shout out to them. Hopefully they would sponsor us one day, maybe. That'd be kind of sick. <laughs> I, I, want, I just want free quesadillas. Oh, dude. <laughs> Crunch Wrap Supremes for days. Um, but um, we were talking about Han got us going, I think, is where it started. I showed up a little late working on a report that I should have done like a couple days ago, but <laughs> that's okay. Do? What are you going to do? Welcome to college. Man. Um, don't be like me. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, we were talking about Super Wacky. Powers. Wacky superpowers and useless superpowers, wasn't it? Yep. Yes. Okay. That was the first two. So, Han, you want to give us? A, you want to get? Come here. Get closer in the circle. 
Um, now that you actually know what you're talking, you can yeah, talk. Get around the campfire. Yeah, yeah, get around the little campfire we got going on. All the Mountain Dew cans. And yeah. Stuff. <laughs> um, so, give us an example of a wacky uh, superpower and a useless superpower, so everybody knows what kind of the borderline of what we're talking about. Okay, so I'm gonna try and come up with some new ones real quick since Ooh. we've already talked about the ones I would like normally come. So like, <laughs> makes me nervous. <laughs> For those of you, who have, we have this is the first time having Hana. Oh, nice to you. Uh, he was on the team with us uh, for a couple of years. Um, just one of our bros, um, Tim Year's parent, and he's kind of uh, a loose cannon, if you will. Hey, he's a black belt. He has a black belt. He first time on the podcast, I'm yeah. immediately under the bus. Well, absolutely. So I'm here's my favorite corpse. corpse. <laughs> uh, uh, so, like, for an idea of like a wacky one, the whole the whole gist was like not something that's like you know groundbreaking or anything, just something like you know fun and weird and you know spice up your life a little bit. So, I don't know, wacky one could be uh, dang. Put me on the spot yeah, now. Put Johnny on the spot. Do, uh, do the yeah, just use your So, what was anyone's pick? The hair. Oh, the wacky superpower your first. When, when you're under a whole guy. bunch of stress. No, not the not the porcupines. The yeah. one we did at the end, like the. Oh, you so could, like uh, you could just like change your hair, whim, like color, hairstyle, so on and so forth. Basically, you got like a a, a backpack full of wigs that you can just <laughs> pull them out and throw them on immediately. Except it's your hair. So yeah, like natural. Garrett was talking about like if you're in a music video and you're headbanging, you're on screen with one hair, uh, one haircut, one hairdo, you headbang, you go off screen, you come back up, and the next thing you know, like you know, you got a ten foot tall, ten foot tall, ten foot tall mohawk with a rainbow on it. You headbang again, you got you got an afro that's just you know jet black. <laughs> you know, just like and then you whip out a black and white mullet. Oh, oh no! Oh, salt and pepper mullet, boys. Oh no! <laughs> I know what I'm getting for the next hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> I will make, I will pay you money to grow your hair out into a mullet and salt and pepper it. Oh no! Oh, fifty no. bucks. Oh, I'll no. give you fifty bucks to do that. Right. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll pay for the hair, like <laughs> coloring and everything, and fifty bucks if you can do that. Wow. I mean, I might have to do that now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's paying be, money. Be, you got this face and a mullet. Oh, boys, look out! Oh, oh no, this has gone. This has gone bad. Anyways, <laughs> another wacky we talked about was like it was just so stupid, right? Like you take off your shoes and you've got like five feet of just extra foot that roll out. And you had to come back in. You had to take steps. Like every step, like takes off like three to six inches. So. You try on your shoes at a store, you gotta take off the shoe, and like, ah, ah, uh, no. You just watch your foot, like, roll out. Like, someone's like. <laughs> it almost seems more like a curse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, guys, you guys know what I'm picturing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, drops, like, uh, like a. It looks ball, like a fruit like roll up. Yeah, like that. It just, like, it just rolls out across the floor. And like, oh, one second, I gotta try on the shoe. And, like, some stores, like, some store workers watching, you're like, what's happening? You're just there, like, stomping your foot over and over again as your foot just slowly reels back in. <laughs> Dude, that'd be hilarious. It's so stupid. It's such a, that's one of the useless like, No, I think, super like, power no, think about it. Like, you'd have, you think about the reach you'd have with that thing. Like, oh, you slap somebody oh, with that? You, you, we're, talking like, with. we're talking, like, you rob off with that thing. Are they rolling with that thing? Or is it just like loose flesh and skin? Either or, like picture the, picture the whipping of like that foot coming. Would just the toes grow? Would there be toenail? Would it be the entire Ooh, foot? Ooh. Toenail on that one. We're actually gonna get into biological on this. We're, we're not gonna. Yeah. We're not going biological. Yeah, yeah. 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 basically, basically, we're the kids that get bullied at like 
uh, Professor X School for the Gifted. Like, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we are the outcasts. The kids are <laughs> the there to fill the classes. Yeah. Because, like, they have to. So, like, an example, I think one of the wacky ones I came up with was you can, you have, you can, like, essentially glue somebody's feet to the floor at will and you can turn it on and turn it off by like a snap. Was that wacky or useless? No, that was that wacky. Was wacky. That was wacky. That's, that's, that's useful. useful. That's, that's useful. useful. Yeah. Because like, my thought was like, if somebody's talking crap on the line of the mm-hmm. race, you just kind of glue their feet to the ground and they eat, <laughs> eat crap, you know? So like, hey, Turn on like Michael Jackson doing that lean oh, over yeah. thing. Uh, Be like, what up, girl? Yeah, you <laughs> like, lean into it. <laughs> Tear your ankles just fall apart. Because like, you go for it, like you know you can do it, right? But then like this girl's just slightly like two or three inches further than you've gone before. So you go from that extra lean, and they're like, oh no, I am stuck in this lean. I cannot bring myself back upright. Wouldn't you just? I would just disconnect. No, you, but you'd have to disconnect. You'd yeah, catch you yourself. Like, well, you'd you'd like basically fall on. You yeah, basically yeah. fall and catch yourself. Your fall on your face. No, no, you just like lean into it, and then you just do a push up and like you like know, the, 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 the Batman, the, the Batman push up. That's my superpower: being able to do the Batman push up. So that's, <laughs> that's the whole. And I ended up talking to Garrett here for just a little bit, like just me and him, and we started talking about useless superpowers. And we realized how hard it is to define like a, a supernatural power that you could have. That wouldn't really be super at this point. This wouldn't really be a super. It'd be a supernatural ability. Yep. That is completely useless and irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And it's so difficult to pin one down that has no uses. Oh, yeah. uses! It's easier to define for like uses for the greater good because oh, there's yeah. like useful to you, like you said. Yeah. Um. Like toxins. Like if you could eat mercury, and it would not bother you. It is complete immunity to any and all toxins. Like yeah. I don't know, but but by snake, you can just walk it off. It's useful yeah, to you. Like, when's it gonna help you? When in your when life can you save you? somebody with that? Or, or like, other than yourself? I, I, I get that. But also, hey, you could be a poison taste you? tester. Oh my god! No, yeah, you know there the you difference. go. You wouldn't know the difference. Well, you could make sure it's tasteless. Mm. Safely, you can safely test oh, poisons so to make sure there's no. You're making you. Oh, you're like testing poisons so they can kill people better. Yeah. I guess. But then again, huh. but then here's the question then. Say you know you have the superpower, you're like resistant to poison, right? Mm. But then comes the question, how far do you want to push it? Like, sure, you know that like, okay, I didn't die when I drank uh, yeah. motor oil on accident, right? I don't know how that happened. Like, <laughs> what, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. Every household cleaner until you're like, ah, oh, no, that's the one that kills me. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, it's one of those superpowers where how are you even going to realize, like, yeah. And like you don't want to push the bounce, you. <laughs> and you're like, oh, by the way, or, or you're some idiot kid. Old Tide Pod challenge. Oh, oh, man. Man. I don't feel oh, sick at all. No, that could lead to a lot of problems. It, I mean, you can maybe have a nice YouTube channel where you're just like, I hear <laughs> stuff, but like, watch me down this bleach. You know, yeah, <laughs> the one you talk about. So <laughs> we get challenges, and then we gotta start putting bleach in the box, the like oh, block safe no. boxes. Yeah. We don't, we don't need this. Yeah. Oh no. But then the other one we talked about was like, say you had completely indestructible bones right at what point do you realize that a and b say you start to have inklings of that what, how much do you test it how much are you willing to test that before you risk injuring yourself elsewhere right when it's just, if it's just indestructible bones like that that doesn't save you from like meniscus tears and so like if you wanted to Let's say you well, wanted to well, stop how the you find out how you'd find out would be like an accident. Yeah. Like you, you yeah. fall off a building yeah, or you, I said, you crash a car. Cool. Like it's a it's a complete accident. You realize, yeah. oh wow, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. But, but you'd still be bruised. Would you'd still be bruised, oh. your muscles would be sore. Like, would that would that make getting brain damage easier? 
Uh, we, well, I don't think that you're yeah, but that. if it if it's harder and it's like a concussion is basically your brain rattling in yeah, your skull, would like, that it's still rattling your, your indestructible yeah. skull? Though. Yeah, but like would the harder like substance Ooh. make it worse? No, I thought I mean, your skull already isn't very. I think plasticity it's, when you're having an impact like that, it's not going to make a difference. I think it's the skull. Your skull's hard enough that I don't think it's going to make a big enough difference to brain hitting your skull to, and then it being indestructible. Yeah, you're going to have a bad time. Either Ooh, way. Here's another thing. Well, if so it's indestructible. Indestructible bones. We're not saying new material. We're just saying your bones don't break. Maybe they're made of the same things as everyone else is just for some dumb reason. They're no matter what happens, they don't break. A billion times denser. Yeah, unless... No, maybe not even denser. Maybe they're average bones. They're just magic. But like you're they're just, just like, yeah. you're special. You're yeah. just special. For but something. yeah, that still doesn't prevent your skin, muscles. But having no meniscus still hurts. Can you still like do? Your, can your bones still hurt? So like, would having no meniscus still hurt? Oh, to yeah. walk because it's like your bones grinding against each other. I guess. It? Well, you still have nerves that hurt. Well, yeah, you still have the nerves. Yeah, so all, just, all just is bones that... just wouldn't actually break. So like, you couldn't snap your leg in half. Yeah. So yeah. all it is is like you put your you put your leg like this. No stress bike... fractures. <gasps> all oh, the miles you could throw down on your legs. Yo, you could make a great distance athlete out of that guy. <laughs> Oh, you just put them through hell. You got stretch. You gotta stretch. Yeah. Imagine, no, imagine really indestructible just... bones. You're cranking out like 200 miles a week, oh, I and then your IT band gets tight. No, dude, you get 200 miles a week. You're dealing with so much other stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, just, just, man, you can just you can just have free will. Just not even worry about punching someone. Yeah, that's what I said. Well, but eventually your skin's gonna. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah but I, I but I mean like well, the reason they wear gloves and everything is to protect from like bone breaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, just you to get, get, uh, your skin will uh, will get yeah. rough to start, but you'll eventually get calluses. Well, yeah, if you if you just walk around punching people though, right? forever, eventually yeah, your your skin. I mean, you just, just like hitting bamboo. And so um, think about this. This is what I was saying to Hunter earlier was that if your bones are strong and you you know your hand is not gonna break when you hit somebody. Yeah, it might hurt, but I'm going to be willing to punch you a lot harder. Yeah, you're not going to hold also, back as much even, at all. Even kicks. Mm. Because, I mean, like, you could kick someone hard, and if they go to oh, check yeah, your I mean, kick, that's the ooh, they, they check, check your, your kick, kick, yeah, it will oh. hurt you, but you know that if you keep doing it, eventually your bones are going to be fine by the end of this, and theirs might not be yeah. able to do that. Well, when you're dealing with, again, you're dealing Yeah, with you're those. dealing with meniscus, but, again, you're, you kicking them, I think, is going to... Mess their knee up more than yours. You're still, pinching, you're still too, right? pinching the skin. You're still hitting the nerves. Yeah, you'd probably build up a way better pain tolerance though, because if you found out you had indestructible bones, but how the, much are you going to test it? Though, how are you going to find out you have indestructible bones? Accident. Yeah. It to be an, yeah. accident. an accident, right? But then, are you going to keep testing? Yeah. But how much are you going to test this? Right? Are you what are you going to be like? Do? Was I just extremely lucky? Yeah. Yeah. Because also, like, you're still putting the rest I mean, of yeah, your body. There's, there's people that have fallen like twelve, twelve thousand feet out of an airplane and have survived it with no parachute, like. You yeah. can be very fortunate, and so I don't know if you immediately after that just go, oh, all right, I'm indestructible now, and you just start going crazy with it. Yeah, yeah. so I feel like a, a power like that, unless somehow like there's a diagnosis, like someone yeah. else has an ability yeah. to tell you, oh, by the way, your bones are indestructible because yeah. that's my ability. Then no, no, just some doc, like special hero doc says, like, yes. Also, or like you're just that would, like that would also, yeah. or teleportation. You don't know where your limits end. Yeah. Like, also, oh, yeah, yeah. It, in the indestructible bone conversation, that actually could hurt you too. Because if anyone tries to do like, say you want need like an open heart surgery, Ooh. they can't get to it Ooh. because they can't get through your ribcage. I didn't think about that. So they wouldn't be able to get to, they wouldn't be able you to. You would have to go, they'd have to that's, go under. That's not, that's no point. You, you can't I'm not that. saying it is, I'm saying, but like, if so it's like, that or that, you know, or, well, oh, are they like oh. ligaments or cartilage connectors? Yeah, you is it strictly it's or down. pretty much when they go to I do any open heart, they cut the rib cage. Yeah. yeah. So like you would 
Well, would, it would be so hard. Did say it doesn't apply to cartilage. Well, yeah, but that because yeah, like imagine they cut like, the bone. It's still a bone. You've seen the pictures of yeah. this part of your body. This is a bone. They cut this the, is put. Yeah. This is yeah, yeah, but they still have, they have to cut the bone in order to get to the in the surgery. They have to uh, cut the bone. Okay, yeah. so yeah. you wouldn't be able to get like. That's why they have like a bone saw. Because get what time like load bearing, like holding something really heavy up, and that about the whole thing. Like what about like your your spine, like the, the, the vertebrae? Could you lock out and just support oh, weight without could you strength? Lock, could you lock out and see? Now we're getting into biology where I'm not. Yeah, so sure. but again, could you be? You'd have to be perfect. For that entire duration, because if you slip up once, your muscle it's, it's a muscle it, now yeah. has like if you if you just bend over once, now it's your back or your legs mm-hmm. supporting, it, and you don't have infinite muscle. You just no. have those bones. Yeah. You're just gonna sink because those bones have to be stacked. Exactly. You're just gonna you're gonna fall and end up just collapsing. It's just gonna sit on you while you're like on your knees, mm-hmm. oh, and then yeah. what are you gonna do until someone lifts it up off of you? Yeah, and then you also do have to have I'm the muscle assuming. strength to hold everything in the correct spot yeah. for Which, long enough. What the point I'm like making with that is like that's like, oh my god, this wall's falling on somebody. I'm gonna brace this. Yeah. I'm gonna just use myself as a you know a yeah. plywood board. Yeah, so because that's back. essentially what you yeah. are. But you that's, again you have to stay stacked. If there's one part of you that isn't stacked, you're Everything's gonna, gonna fall apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could build up strength to support those over time, but then Again, how much time are you going to devote to, like, you know, being able to lock your muscle, lock your bones in place? But I think that's, like, so, like, the joke was the where the, the wacky powers was the goofballs at the yeah. Xavier School. This is someone who would be a goofball unless they mastered it, and then they yeah. actually are someone who but would be, yeah, like, it's also, okay. in terms of, like, BT if any sure. one of us got this, yeah. it'd be useless for us. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that was the whole this discussion, was trying to find useless ones, because it's also really easy to make a power useless by giving it super weird conditions, right? Mm. Like, like you can only uh like you can uh you run super fast, but only but, for like ten seconds. Yeah, or like only while holding the uh first pair of pants you ever wore as a child. Yeah, like that, yeah, that yeah. that's a useless power. See, but, those are just magic pants. Yeah, yeah, for magic you, pants. But then so then it's <laughs> the, the tricky thing is finding things that would be completely irrelevant to you. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought, I thought, throwing I, limitations. I thought there's the pretty cool one where you can communicate to animals, but they'll just ignore you. <laughs> yeah. So this is a no, funny no because so at the end of the day, like it is kind of cool. Like you can talk to animals, you can ask them a question and they'll answer it. But if you tell them what to do or you're like trying to trying to get information, they're just like, no, screw you, man. Like yeah. or maybe that or even enough to like yeah, do or they might import. Yeah, just like, not have the mental capacity for so it. Like you yeah. said, maybe yeah. they can understand what you say, and you can get stuff from them. But like, like, hey, I just had some. I, I had some nice berries. Like, yeah, like, like, okay, cool. Um, can you tell me how they were? They're like, ah, good berries. And like, yeah. that's all they have. So, so it's like, just kind of like a meaningless conversation. Like that, you can the speak only their language, <laughs> but their language just doesn't. I would still want that power. No, I mean, dogs. the only animals dogs. That, that you really can effectively do that with oh, are you, like you just like. Learn the dozen, the dozen. Apes like, oh, or dogs or cats so or dolphins. Yeah, yeah like I, I think the I think the exception would be like dolphins and like oh. bear, like chimpanzees, yes. like the highest evolved yes. creatures, because yes. they're the only ones that might actually be able to give you any like return information. But then again, though, you, you, how are you going to convince people of the? Well, again, yeah, like, they, they just be labeled it's not a like you can tell the dolphin, <laughs> "Hey, swim this way," and they're just like bleep you, and they swim the other way because it's like yeah. well, I'm not listening to you. So guess you ask them which way are you going to swim. But say they don't say they don't bother to answer you. They're like, no, no, I, I, no, they no, might no, not be no, willing to. But it's like the constraints that we were yeah. having. Yeah, yeah but you can not... you can also like I mean they train animals like a Sea World mm-hmm. and stuff. Everybody would just be like, "Oh, uh, I know you train them. It's like a yeah. magic trick." Everybody yeah. was just saying it's illusion. Yeah, It'd still be still be a pretty cool act though. Yeah, we're also talking about 
like, because we got talking as we were leaving Taco Bell, the ultimate charisma. Like, it's just like yeah. a really cool superpower. Ultimate charisma. But that's could, actually that's useful, and yeah. I don't think it's wacky. I think that's like a legitimate superpower. Like, oh, I know. I just well, I just thought no. it was really cool because I got us talking about like. Basically, you're just James Bond. You're, you know, you can just persuade anyone. It was the power of persuasion. Yeah. It was not even like, because it's not, I'm telling you to do this, you're going to do it. It's, I am persuading you where you want to do it. And yeah. it's not necessarily 100% it's, accurate. You're like it's, a human it's marketing like, machine. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like what uh, Poison Ivy does to like all of her like henchmen. Yeah, like, like the pheromones. There's the pheromones, and then she gets them to do oh, whatever they want. That, that was a big thing, though, right? With some of these powers, right? There's a scientific explanation for them. You can't, right? But there's also so many different ways to spin certain things. Like, say, oh, we talked about invisibility. invisibility. There's multiple ways to, yeah. to conduct invisibility. It's like the mm-hmm. physics way, like light doesn't affect you or something, right? Light goes mm-hmm. through... There's also another way to be invisible where, like, you could convince everybody mentally somehow. Yeah, like, like the Charles see. Xavier where you, you just don't see him because, yeah, like, he's or in like, your mind, like, so unremarkable. He doesn't matter. That's the I one mean, that gets... Uh, uh, or the, com- is the chameleon the, way of just, the, like, like, you can blend into anything. Well, that, yeah. there's that. But then is it the, the one who... Gray hoods? I think that's what they're called. I Someone needs to correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but there... It was, like, this... Uh, there's these scientific studies and stuff and also, like, people that talk about that... They are so ordinary. They mm-hmm. act so ordinary that they're unnoticeable. Oh, you mean gray men? Gray men. Is it gray men? It's gray men. Gray men. They're, yeah, they're like un- spies or like people who are their whole purpose. Like they're, they're, it's not like their whole purpose, but they're like their goal is to blend in. Mm-hmm. And so they can go unnoticed and they can do their job. Yeah. A lot yeah. of times you it's, don't it's applied to like spies and different yeah. operators. Yeah, they're so they're so ordinary that you don't notice yeah, them. That's, that's like a I, form of invisibility. Yeah, yeah that's a form. Se, yeah, no one's gonna like, notice them. No, they're completely unremarkable. A physical, they could uh, the the superpower version of this is you wear, uh, like, rainbow clothes and you're wearing neon lights and they still you're still unnoticeable yeah. and that's the superpower. The the gray man just makes me think of the generic superhero dis- go-to disguise when they're trying to blend in like yeah. in marvel movies the like hat and sunglasses and hoodie or the joe from you just but, like i'm gonna sit here it's like you thing. know people joke about that but they did that in spider-man and they had the villain walk behind him and nobody noticed until they like i didn't notice until yeah. they pointed out and somebody like in a meme was like yo by the way yeah he's he in all these scenes yeah he's in all the scenes where all he was doing was wearing sunglasses and a hat with a hoodie that wasn't even pulled up. It was literally just pulled around his neck. Yeah, right? you also, just... that being said, there was other things that had caught our eyes at that point in time. But... Like, we're looking at, you know, No, Peter the point with that is it's, it's, it's still yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And so, like, that's a, that's a famous actor. You're watching a movie where you know he's in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, so, you, yeah, you see Tom Holland and Zendaya having a conversation. Mm-hmm. You don't realize that he's in the back unless, like, mm-hmm. you were looking for it. Mm-hmm. But, but it's that's a thing you don't notice. No, it. but... And that's the point, though, is yeah. that, like, you can make anybody. You could throw the mo- most attractive person in the background, mm-hmm. but if, like, it's kind of, like, blurred in the back and you're, you're focusing yeah. on the front, too, yeah. or they're just – all you can see is, like, the little corner of their face and, like, it, like like in one of those scenes they have, like, turned, but you're, mm-hmm. you're focused on the conversation, of course they're going to blend in. Yeah. That's not something it's, that you're – It's yeah. the same as the uh, video where it's the – um, count the passes between the basketballs yes. and they're passing it, passing and it, a gorilla and a gorilla walks, walks yeah. in the middle and like jumps up and down and waves his arms and then walks off. I mean, obviously you notice the gorilla, but if you're mm-hmm. first time you watch that video, you're yeah. counting the basketballs, you don't notice it yeah. because yeah. you're not focused on that. So you yeah. can get people focused on yeah. one thing yep. 
and be completely invisible. I have walked, I have done this where I put on, all it was was a ball cap and a hoodie. And I walked up to my buddy, scared the crap out of him. And he was walking at me and he had no idea it was me. You know, and it's like you, when people are in their daily lives, A, yeah. unless they are a certain type of person where they are on cue of trying to like look for people like yeah really unless you're like really paranoid you're focused yeah. on your everyday life getting from a to b oh i'm walking to class like or, i mean that's just it. I, I was just about to like say like the only people that you actually find who would actually be able to like they, they just walk down and you like stop and say what, what happened here 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 are people who have carry permits because that's like all you're taught is to know your surroundings mm-hmm. and well, so unless you're someone like that like i don't walk down the street like oh is that guy going to it's like no i'm just I'm walking down the street. I, well, I you could, guys don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> like I, like I'm serious. Like, I like I guess from my own personal experience, my dad when he walks into a room, he, he scans. He knows where the exits are, wow. and he is. That's kind of the thing he's taught. My mom's talked to me about that a bit. Yeah, well, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Your mom's that way. Well, yeah, like, yeah, so an her, instructor. Her grandfather taught her about that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah. my grandfather, mm-hmm. <laughs> her father, my grandfather talked to her about that. Like, in terms of just like basic self-defense mm-hmm. stuff, you know, the yeah. entrances, you know, the exits, no yeah. basic things. Like, first line of defense is being aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I haven't, I haven't really had to deal with that because I don't, I don't go out to places. Well, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> go anywhere. Like, I, I go to classes. I go to the library and I mean like mm-hmm. everywhere I go is just so. Well, I feel like I'm pretty self-aware compared to like uh, noticing people when I'm walking because mm-hmm. usually like if, if I'm just walking and there's a group of people and I have my head up, Occasionally, I'll just see out the corner of my eye because I'm. I feel like I'm pretty good at remembering faces and recognizing yeah. them. Yeah. So like I'll pick like people I know out. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I will say like when I go into a room, I'm not necessarily scanning that much. And I have seen like uh, videos multiple times where like uh, some people talking like. I mean, honestly, you don't have to, but if you want to be like super safe and stuff about things, everywhere you go, just quick little scan of the room. Mm-hmm. So you What's, know where the exits are. What I'm stuff. saying, like, unless you're a Taekwondo um, instructor, uh, history line of that, I, I don't know yeah. how to say it correctly, or, like, a police officer or a someone with a someone carry, a military person. Like, if you're just a normal person, mm-hmm. you just walk in and out, and you're just, you're doing things for purpose. You're not really, mm-hmm. like, I mean, like, you see it in the movies. Like, sometimes you'll see, like, when you watch a spy movie, they're, like, they, they go through it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you'll watch it when it's, like, the spy tracking someone. You just see that person. They're, like... I'm going to the bank today. That's mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing. I'm not looking for James Bond to be on top of me with a sniper rifle. That's not what I'm expecting. Yeah. And so because like, it's a normal person. Yeah, it's just a normal person. So I, I feel like that's the kind of thing with, with the the gray man is like, yeah, they could sneak up on anybody, but for the for the most part, like because most people just don't worry about that mm-hmm. stuff. The, the population of people who like go into a room, identify every single person, like give them a trade or something, see the exits, see the mm-hmm. see the lights, see see where everyone's like all their mm-hmm. stuff is, like very very few people do that yeah but even that i feel like that's even more like aerial awareness like the exit stuff it's more room based and how do i get out if a situation occurs it's not really yeah. the profiling each and every single person well, yeah, yeah, like, I, I, that's, I, I, that's, that's a extreme. high level that's yeah, special forces i, I took it to the yeah. like, you're yeah. looking for the entrance of the exit yep. you're not looking for where's the crane where's the crane like that's not yeah. something that enters no. your head like when i walk, when i enter a room um like occasionally i'll be like okay we're like if it's somewhere I've never been, especially, I kind of like also look a little, probably one in every ten times I walk into a room, mm-hmm. you know I'll be like oh I wonder where the exits are at, but like when I walk into a room I'm looking around I'm saying okay like is there anything out of the blue mm-hmm. that's just kind of like 
man, this dude's acting kind of like he's tweaking right now. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the thing. I'm, I'm not yeah. looking for the dude who, oh, this dude's carrying and this guy's got a knife in his pocket and this girl's got yeah. peppers. No, I'm not. I'm not Sherlock Holmes. I'm yeah. looking for, is there some dude over there who is legitimately like tweaking out? Danger. Yeah. And like, but that's just like basic awareness. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. at least, I, but like. So basically, if you want a real life superpower, just look like an ordinary dude. Yeah, people won't notice you. Uh, yeah. If you're trying to sneak up, sneak yeah. around somewhere. Yeah. That was the invisibility. The invisibility power. He is ordinary about. as possible, and you are invisible to like. If you mm-hmm. go into New York and you try to be as ordinary as possible, you could walk through mm-hmm. a ton of groups of people, and you could have people right behind you, about ten steps behind you, asking, "Have you seen this man?" They will not notice because they. I mean, you're so ordinary. They mm-hmm. see you. They see you. 20 times per day. Yep. So they're not going to remember you. I mean, they see the same person that's exactly yeah. like you 15 more times. Arguably. You probably wouldn't even need like a hat or glasses or anything. Right? Yeah. You could go yeah. like in a short sleeve t-shirt and pants, like everything exposed. Like no one's going to remember you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look like every nerdy white guy. So we'll walk around. If you walk around tech and you wear a hoodie, a ball cap and have a beard, you blend in with I'd say 75% of men on yep. the campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And literally, we call it the, we ju- like one of my host teachers called it the tech uniform a ball cap, a hoodie, jeans, boots, and a beard. Mm-hmm. And it's like maybe a flannel. A, a flannel. But like, yeah. yeah. It, it, well, and there, there's the other 25%. You know oh. what I mean? <laughs> but like, no, it's you. And the thing is, it's like when I first came in, that's not what I wore all the time. I wore sweatpants. I wore, but now. Everyone wears like yeah. the majority of the people are always wearing boots, jeans, and hoodie, and that's kind of like what I rock. Yeah, you kind of subconsciously assimilate a little bit. Oh yeah, but like that blending in, like you half the time if you don't know them specifically and you don't know what you know, you don't have them in class where you've had it multiple times. Um, I don't know. Mm. Oh. Yeah. So, oh. Yeah. So base, yeah, yeah. Basically, if you want to. Sneak around, look average. Yeah, and that changes from place to place. Like sometimes that's a suit, sometimes that's like well, I mean, like a homeless guy. Well, this I mean, but that yeah. that is different based on anywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you time. you walk around Africa, you're yeah. gonna stick out like a sore thumb. Woo! You seen this kid? That one white guy? Yeah, he's over there. Like, <laughs> Unless it's south, well, South Africa. Well, it's still ninety four percent black. Oh, there's not a lot of white people down uh, there. I thought there was more. Um, well, because it used to be controlled by like the ruling 10%. Yeah, and then and when, the, the when, it, when it switched, everything else. everyone's like, hell no, nah, I'm being in the majority. Um, but it's the same thing like if we're Michigan Tech, if, an, if a black person walks through, you're going to be like, yeah, he went that way. Like, you don't even have to recognize it. Like, because you're really. I mean, also, that being said, though, do you really pay attention? I don't. Like, yeah. yeah but I, I'd assume, like, okay, we're in a classroom, call it, and there's right. one, one black kid in the front of the class. Like, you're going to be like, Oh yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's just like extremely racist, but like, yeah, the, if someone holds up a sign for a black person, like, I saw, I saw someone look like him like ten minutes ago in front of the class. Oh like, yeah, that's just what you're gonna do. So it, it is. So like, I understand like walking down the main strip. Yeah, I couldn't no, tell you who I saw at yeah. all unless I see like a friend. I'm like, oh, that's my friend. Yeah, but other than that, like, I could walk on the same dude every day. Yep, every day, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I, could, I, I wouldn't care. I could walk down that main strip and not identify a single person. Like. The way I just walked down there, it could be they could ask me, "Hey, have you seen this person?" No, that person walked by like three times. Fuck if I know, man. Oh, see, I'm when I'm walking, like, yeah, I'll go on my phone every once in a while, but I'm constantly scanning 
mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. like, I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's I, a, I do the do same it. thing. Hey, I've I'll, had a clash I with that guy. I'll I know be, it's like I'll I see be the walking. same people every day. I don't know them, but I kind of name them. I'll be walking and like I just I walk with my head up mm-hmm. and like I I listen to music and stuff. But I'll be walking. I'll just mm-hmm. be like looking and just watching everyone walk mm-hmm. around. So there's a few people I've never had a class with them. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they live on campus. I don't know if they exactly. live on campus. Yeah. I don't know who they are, but like. You've I'll be seen like, enough I'll be like hey, I, I usually, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, when yep. I'm walking back from my this history class, class, I see this, I see these three people every single time. Right. So, like, there's some people, I, I like. I was a lot better about that in high school, though. I, yeah, I was better about that in high school. Yeah. I, high school is smaller, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm here, it's like 10 times. I will, I will not, not I will not chip in on the high school. Yeah. I will not chip in on that. We knew, no, the elementary high school was a. Tenth of the size of this place, man. Mm-hmm. This school is eight hundred people. This is eight thousand. Like it's oh, I had six sixty five yeah. in my entire school. Yeah, yeah so, so it's one twelfth for you then, or something yeah. like that. Like, and I knew everybody in my brother's grade because he yeah. was a freshman. I knew everybody in my grade by name. Oh, I Jesus. knew. Oh hell no! I knew. Every, uh, I would say I knew everyone's faces in the two classes between me and my brother. I might not have known their name, but I knew if they played a sport. I knew yeah. if they were in band. I would know yeah. that stuff. But like that much. Really. Oh, oh yeah. It mm-hmm. like uh, granted, we were six sixty five. Garrett knows everyone's Garrett. There is that too. <laughs> I, I I make a purpose of knowing everybody. I know everybody on the track team by name. Um, I make sure I know something about them. I know like that like so when I go to talk to them, I can talk about something with them. Yeah. yeah, and I I make a purpose of when I when I need a break in the library, I get up, I walk around, I'm waving to everyone. I'm like, hey, what's up? How you doing? You know, if I know you, maybe I don't like you as much. You know, like there's a kid I sat next to in the library tonight, not my favorite person. I'm still gonna be very cordial. I'm gonna be friendly. I'm gonna make jokes with him, but like at the end of the day, I'm not gonna go have a beer with him. I don't know. It's just that's kind of how I am. Is you you be friends with everybody. Yeah. And just kind of be friendly enough. Yeah, I'm a bit more selective with my friends. Like I, I am, I like to, I like to really, really know my friends. But if you're not within that circle, mm-hmm. sure, maybe I'll be friendly with you, right? Mm-hmm. But there are, there are people I've been on teams with before, mm-hmm. not just like college, but like in high school and stuff, mm-hmm. right? If I felt no connection with them whatsoever, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I I know their name. Mm-hmm. I probably know what grade they're in, mm-hmm. and that's about it. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's people that I was I ran with for four years in, in high school, right? Mm-hmm. I could not tell you anything else about them. Really? Yeah. Like if I don't if I don't have any reason to associate with you, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna waste my time learning about you. I would much rather just you know. I have my friends. I have that same friends take care of myself. Up and just yeah, stay with it, it's the people I care about. Me and then that's 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 it. That's it. I will not. I I don't feel it necessary to like. Get to know them and be friends with them. If, because also if they're not going to try to do that to me, oh, yeah. why should I even try to do that to them? So I understand, like, I, I see, I you're very sociable, that. but yeah, you know. I guess from my perspective, people on the team, like obviously the guys in this room, yeah, are like my close knit friends. You got Peter, you got Chance, you got Kleinstra. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the people. If like if they called me out or you know. Carter or Alden, if they called me up and they said, Hey, I need your help right now. I'm going to be there. Most of the people I, I like, everyone's like, Gary, you know, everybody. I'm like, well, no, I know of everybody. Yeah. I don't know yeah. everybody. And that's yeah. the thing. I feel like and that's, that's the difference. My know of 
is what I described. Like I know their name. I could kind of, I could identify, I could know their face. That's what I described as you know of. But like you, you definitely know people to an extent that I would Mm. say is beyond know of. I would say know of is like, yeah, Yeah. a name to a face. I guess for me, so like if I know one of the volleyball players, yeah, yeah. I obviously I know she's a volleyball player. Most likely, if I know her, it's because she was in the training room at the same time as me. Yeah. Um. Maybe she had yeah. a knee brace on, and I asked her, "Hey, how's it doing?" You know. And it's like I'll I try to build that rapport with people. So a, it's really it, it's kind of awful, but I see people as assets as well. Yeah. No, that makes like, a lot of sense. Maybe she's in my major, so like, hey, we have the same class together. I can ask her a question about the yeah, homework help. I was going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's part of a difference kind of between like an extrovert and introvert type thing. I feel like that's, that's part of a, what it is. I mean, like it's a Myers-Briggs personality trait type mm-hmm. thing. That's where like mine gets weird. Like I, I always describe myself as an introverted extrovert. Uh, okay. So I am, which one are you primarily I, again? Um, actually, actually I am, then? when I am with people that I know and I'm friends with, I'm an extrovert. Yeah. Oh yeah. But Personally, me, it's hard for me by myself to go out to meet people. I, I think I think that I, I don't think that's the right definition. I think what that makes you is it makes you an introvert because every single person in this world, with the exception of like 0.01% of people, has at least someone they can talk to endlessly. Well, it's like, no, but my point being is like us in this room talking to each other doesn't really make us introvert extrovert. What would make us introvert extrovert is we walk just someplace else. We don't know a single person there. And I can tell you that there's probably two people in this room who would go up and talk to people. And there'd be three of us who just wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's and I think that's I think that's the difference. That's yeah, why I'd, I'd, say I'd, I'd probably say like yeah, I'm probably definitely probably more towards the introvert side. Yeah. But I always find it weird. I I like meeting new people. Yeah. Just not when I do it by myself. Uh, oh, if I'm with group setting, if I'm easier. with like yeah. if I'm with like one of my like friends, mm-hmm. I'm down to meet everyone. I'm yeah. down to be sociable, mm-hmm. be with him, be try to be the life of the party. But if it's like by myself and I don't have someone that I know with me, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm just gonna chill in the corner and just do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I know guess, the, oh, the way I view yeah. introvert for almost is like if it's like yeah. if like plans are coming up and yeah. you like get really anxious about it and you're like ah. Oh. Really want to do this anymore? Like well, that, that's the way I see. A, a big thing, though, like, right? Is like introvert energy levels have been told about, right? So, like, if you go to any social function with more than like your close yeah. friends, I don't think we're doing another segment unless he's running it right now. Which like, I don't think yeah. he is. All right, yeah. Just the big thing is like, uh, if you like go to a social function and you just feel absolutely drained afterwards, mm-hmm. that's an introvert thing. Mm-hmm. If you go to a social function and you like get more energy or probably yeah. stay neutral, that's more of an extrovert thing. And I feel like it's less about like the anxiety or lack of. Well, I think the anxiety is what drains you. No, I think I think well, the, I think that's a pretty good description because yeah. like you. And my my opinion on that one is I can only deal with people in a group setting for so long. Mm-hmm. Like at a yeah. certain point, and I try not to do this, but I do. I book out mm-hmm. when I when I'm just drained. Like I'm done. I'm not going to be any more used to this. I'm just going to be a drag. So mm-hmm. I know I know when to get out. And there's people who I can who who fit the description the other way where they get in there. And they could just do this forever. Mm-hmm. Like, you can go all day. No, you yeah. too. Yeah. You yeah. Too. Yeah. 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 Hence why we kind of started the podcast. Yeah, type thing. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. but it, it, it makes sense. Like, yeah. that's that's just who you guys are. Right? Actually, to go to my point, I would never start a podcast by myself. Yeah. But 
like you guys having your podcast and inviting me on. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'll go on for a, yeah. for an episode. Yeah, I'm down for that. But I would never just, hey, I want to do a podcast. I would yeah. never do that. Just start that. Well, I guess Perrin and I are the types that we go to a party. We're going to end up knowing. If we know nobody other than mm. the two of us, by the end of the night, we will know at least six people. Yeah. Yeah. At some point. And that's like Carter's an even further example. He'll know everybody at the party. End of the mm-hmm. As long as he doesn't fight everybody. That's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's just Carter. Yeah. Um, but no. Um, but the thing is, even though I'm like that, even just hanging out with the crew or the team, mm-hmm. there's times when I'm just like, nope, I'm going to go sit in my room by myself, watch Netflix, read, whatever. And I get drained, but I do get drained by being around people. Yeah. But like, I also feed off an energy of a big group where yeah. I can kind of showboat and play up and have yeah. fun and run around and let people draw on me with markers <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> dance around. And like, I feed on that. I mean, again, it's all just like generalizations on what's yeah. an introvert and what's an extrovert. Yeah. It's also, I mean, it's a spectrum and it's not just a one O M. Yes. I'm not. Well, There's so it's, many it's in the like human the psyche. Definitions. We can go on for days, like trying to define stuff and like trying, I mean, we've had this conversation with like fighters or like football players, basketball players. Yeah. Well, like, you can you can try to make those ar- arguments, but there's always going to be like, well, there's always this little loophole, and there's always this one. And you can yeah. jump, you can jump down the throat on those loopholes. Like we can jump, like with Gary right there. Like the oh, sometimes I, I get drained hanging out with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's that, but that's but also you go to a party like last night, and you're just mm-hmm. going, you you're you're up, you're both yep, ready to go. There's definitely a everybody. spectrum. Yeah, there's a spectrum yeah. from like one end to another. And I think I think Hans Hans one is a perfect. It, it, I think that's a great definition of introduction. Yeah. Speaking. From a psychological standpoint of the de- actual definition of it, in like in my intro to psych class I've taken, mm-hmm. even like people who are majority extroverts, they still have you will never meet a hundred percent extrovert. Oh well, yeah, and that's the thing yeah. is like it's a very situational. Um, oh, yeah, it's definitely. also time dependent. It also depends on what kind of mood you're in, like what kind of like some people. It's like there's. A variety so like even somebody who is extroverted will also have very introverted tendencies yeah so there is no like nobody is necessarily one or the other yeah. like don't get me wrong you're gonna get the rare case where somebody's like so introverted it's a yeah, there's always person. always exceptions yeah, yeah. yeah. exceptions it's, it's to just, rule. When, when people say extrovert introvert it's always a you're just a majority extrovert. Well, I guess, like I, guess in main... that, I guess in that case, what you said is pretty true. Then you could say that you're sixty percent introvert. Yeah, I might like me. Yeah, I might be. I'm just feel like I'm kind of borderline. I'm right there. I'm yeah. pretty close in the percentages. So I like. I don't really know which one to identify with per se, but like I'm, I'm right in the middle, and I'm just leaning more on one side than the other. I took a personality test that's like really like an extensive personality test that I found online. And it said I was 65% extrovert, 35% introvert. Oh, that's it. Yeah, like yeah, the, the Myers, yeah. Myers, Myers-Briggs type. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think mine was, was close to like... personalities or something like that? Yeah, I think mine was close to like 80% extrovert, I think, for me. I was, something like I that. was really... I think... I don't remember exactly because I did take this and I probably could find the exact... Yeah. But I think I was like... I was... I was, was in the fifties. Yeah, I was in the fifties in the extrovert introvert. Flip, flip parents for mine. I really, was, really. Okay. I was in the eighties plus. 
for introvertedness. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Mine was 80-20. Yeah. And yeah. mine was real. Six personalities. There's four numbers. Well, I, yeah, that's what it was. I know yeah. I have my actual results somewhere. I've got my NFL save from when I took it back in high school, so I don't know how those accurate those how accurate that is nowadays, but I can pull it. Yeah, I think it changes sometimes. Oh, it does change time. Definitely. But also, like, you take the two tests too many times, you start to recognize the questions, you start to, like, Associate what you want to be with. Yeah, you yeah. also start to like yeah. pattern out. You're like, oh, I kind of probably answer here around here sometimes. Mm. So I should probably stay consistent, answer somewhere around here. And, like, I don't say that problem. It's just it's an honesty thing. And that's... Oh yeah, but it, sometimes it's hard to keep yourself honest, right? Like you start to think certain things about yourself. Mm. You have that is like those self you do, you do very. It, I, I think know. every person you got a mental what, image that you want to keep up. Maybe you're not honest about it. Well, that's or what, you that's start like, typecasting yourself type thing yeah. where I'm a this, so I'm a... Well, that's so like everybody thinking this. I'm Irish, so I just like eventually just said, ah, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I, I am an Irish man. It's like everybody Irish saying uh, exactly. Garrett Russell in high school, and really he was just the uh, stat, stat boy. boy. <laughs> I told I was talking with Han and Johnny G at Mickey D's. We were getting sham, shamrock shakes, and I was getting surprised. And I was like, what happens if I told you boys, like, one day I just like actually told you that I didn't actually wrestle. I was just a stat boy. Like, and they both looked like at me like, oh my gosh, that would be hilarious. Like, I, I thought about starting yeah. that rumor. I really did because yeah. I thought it would be hilarious. I remember, I think it was your sophomore year, mm-hmm. that someone was talking about wrestling with you. And like, they were talking about like the States person, like all, all the stuff about States and something. And, and you just straight up look, looked at it and said, dude, I... I did, I made it to regionals once. My senior year, I made it to regionals. Yeah, I lost like, in the I, first two rounds. I made it to regionals one time, and they were like, oh, I thought you were like a states guy. And I, I was sitting there, and I was like, you know, for a second there, I probably did too. So, Well, no. I Yes. Retrospect. So I enjoy it. I missed it. I was not good. You can ask any of my guys. I was a 50-50 at best. Yeah. And, like, I was good at doing cardio and I won most of mine by cardio. Yeah, I would. Oh, let's see. No, you could, if you didn't take me in the first, it was very likely I was going to take you by points in the third. Or I could wear you out like the, the one that perfect example. We were wrestling in inner city school. They were really strong, but they had zero endurance. It's the super speed. Yeah, thing. it's the super speed. <laughs> long distance, like, but like, literally, the guy just pummeled me in the first. But I like. I had like fought off getting pinned, but then as soon as we got to the second, you literally see him just drooping before we shook hands. And I'm like, oh, I got this. And I just humbled him for the next two rounds because I wasn't even sweating and he was just sweating ridiculously. And it was just like, he was really strong. I got to give it to him. He was strong, but he had zero condition. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you take in high school. uh, a, a pretty decent 200 guy and a pretty decent 800 guy, you make them race in a 400, they're definitely going to have totally different strategies type mm-hmm. thing. Absolutely. I mean, that, 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 is, that is typically the argument in many cases. Yeah, the, the, perfect, the perfect equalizer is you take a 2 and a, an 8 guy and you put them in a 4, and it's, it's very interesting to see what the results are. That's like Jared That's, and I in high school. Anything below a 4, he'd kill me. Anything above mm-hmm. it, I'd kill him. But the 4 was always like, oh, mm-hmm. we're kind of close. And that the thing. It's, at that point, it's just who's better. Who's Actually, I, th- I think we determined. I think we determined a 600 would be a perfect no. race for us in high school. Really? Yeah. It's interesting to look at like. What does like, a that's when's whole other? Well, I always love the uh, Donovan Bailey versus Michael. So I can like. 
Michael Johnson? Sinky. Johnson. Michael Johnson. Sinky. They ran a 150 because Johnson yeah, had the 200 record and Bailey had the 100 record. And they went at it for the 150. And I'm kind of sitting there like, you know. I'm That's gonna weird. Give, I'm going to give it to Bailey all day long. And Bailey did win because it's like, it's an 100 and then it's him just keeping that stride going. Like if you, A real challenge is when you take, when there's a big gap there. Like an, mm-hmm. an 8 and a 4 record holder mm-hmm. going for the 6. So you have the guy yeah. who just needs to go faster and you have the guy that needs to go longer. Like that's where the interesting stuff is. And wasn't Michael Johnson a little bit like Usain Bolt? He was notorious for not getting out of the blocks well, yeah. and that was his thing. Yeah, so that makes sense. I guess going to Han's question right now. Um, like Han was a three K steepler. He always had me when uh, he ran with us. He always had me in the longer stuff. Yeah, like look at cross. I was, I was like, he was better in cross. I was an eight. I'm an eight hundred fifteen hundred. I was an eight hundred fifteen hundred. Um, but I would have to say, I think you could probably take me at 32. At 32? At 30. Oh yeah, for sure. I think 32, you got me for sure. Yeah. I think 3K, you got me, but I think I got you in the, at 15. Yeah. Um, now who knows? I think when, when you were in peak condition, you were, you were, you were a great competitor. And so like, <laughs> it was, well, uh, to be honest, what that's a huge, huge thing, right? Is experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like if okay, if you, you and I, um, I feel like you definitely beat me in a fifteen or a sixteen. Yes. Even so I guess even even back then, two K. I think two K is going to be our two K two fifty is two fifty too high is two K too low. I would is, say, I think a two K like would end up being fairly competitive at the very minimum. See, it's always weird when you do this because at the end of the day, you're always going to say where the advantage. So, like, when I was bringing up that Donovan Bailey yeah. and Michael Johnson, like, you could say, well, Johnson clearly had the sprint endurance over it. Yeah. And I'd argue, well, no, the guy who's just faster, just mm-hmm. you take his 10-meter 10, 10 window versus his 10-meter window mm-hmm. at top speed, that guy's faster, that guy's going to win. Mm-hmm. Like, you could come up with the excuse at 2,000, like, mm-hmm. oh, that, was, that was just too much for what I'm not used to. That was a whole other lap. I just wasn't mm-hmm. ready for that. And for Han, it's like, well, that was at way faster pace than I've ever had to run at. Mm-hmm. Like, you can always pick and choose. Like, yeah. Was it wasn't Johnson a two and four guy? Two and four. What? I give you eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. You got. I got you at two k. Yeah, definitely. Most races. Okay, if we find any distance where we're competitive, Mm -hmm. I'll give it to you at least seven out of ten times. Oh, just experience. One one experience. Two. Um. I think you're better at racing. I think you. I think you'd beat me in a race. I think I'm just overly cocky. And if it came into a, if it, it is. Well, and well, if it came down like, to a kick, who's going to... I think based oh, off of yeah. the racing strategies that yeah. I, would, I would employ, you beat me just because it'd come down to a kick. Because mm, at those distances yeah. where I don't know what I'm doing, I'm mm-hmm. not going to be taking it yeah. out. And yeah. say, say I could go faster than you, hypothetically, right? Yeah. I'm not going to just go drop that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to race you in a distance because it's an unknown distance. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming we'll be competitive. Mm. But my edge would probably be in going slightly faster than you. Yeah. Because it's a slightly longer distance. If you took off earlier, you'd have the advantage. Maybe. And if you try to push, if you push the pace in the middle. Yeah. If I could do it. Yeah. What I'm saying is, you push the pace in the middle. <laughs> I'm gonna have a hard time because then I don't have a kick at the end. Yeah. One of the best races I ever saw in high school was Kleinstra. Was at like Lakewood Invite. Yeah. And he was there, and there was a kid who I think you would end up going on to beat at states because of the design of the, the of the race. Okay. This race, it was those two. They knew they knew each other. They knew each other's best time. They were like, okay, so it's going to be between us. Yeah. They go out there in the first four laps, and they're side by side. 
Kleinster realizes that he's a slow piece of shit. <laughs> and he he books it for like I think a seven, sub seventy four hundred on the fifth lap. In a what? Thirty two. In a thirty two. Okay. He does that for one lap and then he goes back in like a seventy five. Like so, still outpacing the dude, and he's got like a fifty meter lead. And I was like, wow, you know, that's probably the smart way to do it if you can't outkick the dude. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden that dude just was like, okay, 200 or 400 to go game mm-hmm. time. And you just saw him just mm-hmm. cruise in on him. And he ended up getting Kleinster at that knee. Kleinster got him in the States. And I was like, oh, like at the end of the day, like that's probably the best thing you can do if you're, mm-hmm. if you're a, if you're a stamina versus kick type of runner, like that's clearly the right strategy you have because you're not going to beat that person if you guys are tied with 200 to go. Mm-hmm. So you need to get as much space as you could, but or yeah, either that or the "I can die better than you" mentality. Oh, I don't know yeah, if anyone yeah. else has ever done Chase that. Chase Shield, uh, the Chase Shield Viking cry. He's gonna outkick you not because he's the quickest, but because he's willing to go into the well that much. He can die better, you know. Yeah, type thing. Yeah, yeah. but that was just one of the coolest races I'd ever seen mm-hmm. because it was just like it was it was actually strategic. Like mm-hmm. you you knew what each guy's strength was. The one dude's mm-hmm. was the anchor on a four by eight. And the other dude is a cross country three time all stater. Like, you know, yeah. each one has their yeah. strength there or yeah. state qualifier. Yeah. I think it was only all state ones, but still like you have distance versus distance speed. And it's like, how do you, how do you, I love these discussions because they're so analytical. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I just, oh, I, love, awesome. I love looking at this and, Attempting to like even just mentally be strategic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the level of thinking, and it's so much fun. And also to have, I mean, now again, you also have your coaches, which yeah. help a ton. Mm-hmm. Oh, so to yeah. to keep that state of mind while you're running, especially a 32. Yeah, man. When I, I again, <laughs> I'm Parker the I thrower am, over here. I'm, I'm the thrower, so I don't run 32s, but I ran two 32s as senior in high school. And those two thirty twos, I wasn't thinking strategic. I was just trying to finish the race. <laughs> yeah. That's a different. The, 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 the faster, the faster I run, mentality. the faster I'm done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's be real though. We all have that mentality. Let's just finish this. Oh yeah, there's definitely that. But no, there's definitely been times where like I was racing against some kid from Eaton Rapids. I knew he could outkick me, but if I his kick was really good in the hundred meter go, and he'd sit on our shoulder. He was sitting on our shoulder with 150 to go, and he started moving. And the game plan was to kind of try to outkick him for some reason. But, like, I started taking it at, like, 200, and it made it close. I forced him to start pushing it earlier, and we were within two or three hundredths of a second of each other. It was, granted, eight. Eight? Oh, my God. And so, like, granted, it was, like, 203 so we weren't good but like it was a fun race and my boys were like yo you got him i'm like nah man nah he got me and <laughs> sure enough the video sprinted. it i was like Dang. dude my favorite races watch have always never been like watching some dude just blow the concrete out of the water it's always been the ones where there's a there's a fight i don't really care what it's for i don't care if oh, it's yeah. for first yep. or second i don't care if it's for seventh and eighth that is always the best thing to watch. <laughs> the, the two ki- the two kids at the one invitational watched, that took last by over yeah. a lap, and then the dude that won got swarmed by girls immediately. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had a uh, we were at an invitational meet, and it was a thirty two hundred. Yeah. <laughs> These guys should have not been in that race. <laughs> <laughs> no, Parker would have the smoked third, them. The, the third. <laughs> I would I would have killed them by about. Five minutes at least. Yeah, the thrower. This these, is a thrower. These, these guys, the third to last place guy was finished a lap and a half before these guys did. 
They got lapped by everyone in the race. Oh my god. <laughs> the last lap, the one kid I is... I don't do it again tomorrow. Right? Mm-hmm. I was hoping you guys would be out of here by two and I could throw on the TV and do this, but I'll, I'll start now. <laughs> the, uh, the, one, the one kid had a 100-meter a lead going into the last lap, and he kept up about his pace he had the entire race. The next kid, he hit 400 to go. He started running a 400 pace like he's a 400 runner. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I love those kids. We're the worst middle school kid you've ever seen. The sprint walk kids. <laughs> and he was this kid was going, and he just kept closing the gap and closing uh, the gap. He gets the last 100. He's about, about 35 meters behind this kid in the last 100, and he's just going – the entire everyone at the meet is freaking out at this point. He just thinks <laughs> hilarious, and he passes the kid on the last step of the race and beats him. <laughs> that kid walked off the track and was sworn by everyone like he just took first place. Meanwhile, the kid that won by like thirty like, seconds is like no love. Yeah, but these guys <laughs> all kid, the women. Everyone oh. was on this guy. It was amazing. <laughs> There was one time at my conferences, one of the high schools, high schools that had like no distance people whatsoever, right? And this was freaking conferences in the 32, right? Mm. Some dude steps out with, I, I kid you not, like basketball shorts on, because like, I don't know, I don't know what's going on with their team uniforms, right? And like high top Jordans. And I'm just like, why are you in this race? But I'm not. Because <laughs> I was like, I wasn't that great back then. He meant like a 13-14 and I was just like, bro, out there in, you know, basketball shoes. <laughs> Parker over here dabbing, like, I did that once. <laughs> hey, I ran that at my conference meet as well. We needed points. I didn't get them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, my God. He, I was not ready for that. <laughs> he, he got a point yeah. in disc, though. Parker's point. I got, I got Dude, a point. Parker almost outscored himself. I won Allen indoor meet, like, almost one yeah. with Peter Spikes. No. <laughs> I was wearing cross country. He didn't get track distance spikes. These were cross country fucking spikes, but he's got like he's got them changed out so they're yeah. the appropriate ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there wearing them, procedure. and the guy who took second looks down at my shoes and goes, "What the fuck are you wearing?" I'm like, "Dude, I, I forgot my spikes. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a bad day." <laughs> what race was this? What? what race was this? Sixty meter hurdles. It's in the cross country. How bad did that feel? It hurt. Oh, I bet. Because you're you're running with them on this, and they're, they're not meant for that. Oh, no, 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 no. There's no plate to it. It you was rubber. It feet, was hurting, huh? like, right on this side of the foot. Oh, and I am I finished, and I'm just basically taking these off and just chucking them. Like, dude, I, I could not. Like, that was one of the worst experiences of my life, of wearing, like, cross-country spikes and that kind of race. I had to wear them for pole vault, too. Oh, I did the opposite. I accidentally wore, like, I bought mid-D spikes. For cross country and not realizing it, I ran a race and I have never. I ran. Wait, a 20, were your were your calves just done? Yeah, oh dude, I ran a thirty-two minute, eight uh, k. I hurt. This was in college, mind you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, when you said thirty, I was yeah. like, I hurt so bad. I finished. Pro- I I didn't finish last. I did not finish last. <laughs> However, Jake was like. He looked at me and walked away. He, he was like, I don't even, he had nothing to say. And yeah. I was just like, and I felt so bad because I was like, I finished and I, it was the first time wearing those shoes and I didn't realize that they were like track spikes. Yeah. And Ouch. because like they didn't have the, like a harder plate. Yeah. But once I put my hand on the front of them to like flatten out the front, that heel popped. 
like mm -hmm. high. I was like, I didn't think about it Tippy until like tools. one of our teammates, Logan, said something about, oh yeah, you know, my, my, my like I'm like, how do you know the difference? Because I don't know shoes. I'm not a shoe guy. Uh, and Logan goes, boop, and he pushes down on his spike, and I go, that makes a lot of sense. Not <laughs> move. Literally, my calves, because it forced me to be on my calves for four um, miles or five miles. Yeah, five, five, miles. five miles. I literally, we got back in the vans, and I kid you not, I just laid down. And by the end of it, my calves were so tight. I just, like, the, 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 because we came from, we were in Lewis, which mm -hmm. is south of Chicago, all the way back up to Tech, which is almost seven hours away yeah and i'm literally just laying in the van like can you put a bullet in me like yeah. is that okay mind you this was my birthday yeah <laughs> so actually this was my this was my 21st oh no uh day after my 21st because my right. 21st was the night before my parents surprised me so they uh, yeah no so uh the 21 in a day i raced Came home and then we got drunk with the boys. But <laughs> I, yeah, I drove you around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. That was <laughs> but no, that was my day after my birthday, and I'm just like, I was. I looked at one point. I think I looked at clients and I say, "Shoot me," and I just it like curled up an old ball and wanted to die because yeah. a it was an awful race. I was so mad. Yeah. I should not have. I don't like. I was supposed to do well. Oh, it was so bad. Mm. Yeah, we started on. Superhero powers and ended on horror stories. Yeah, running horror stories. Yeah, horror stories. No, no, no. It is it is two twenty three in the morning. Just for reference, just a reminder. I once ate an entire bag of like a share side bag of Skittles before I work out. Oh, oh, that's just that's a personal decision. It was in high school. I was young and naive, and I just wanted the candy, man. I could have sworn you've done that in college no, for a I, workout. I, no, not not. Serious. I was I was gonna say my horror story was was bait was built on that one, and alcohol. Um, <laughs> didn't realize it at the time that what what the, what, what the plan was. We had a two day practice scheduled for football. We came in on Friday and we were gonna stay the night just so everyone could get up and we'd do a seven a.m. practice and we were all yeah. like, fine, fuck it, team bonding, whatever. We'll do this. We do practice, we come inside, we eat dinner, we watch a movie, and we go into the wrestling room. Mm. And we're sitting there, and we're supposed to go to sleep. My blood sugar goes low. So I oh. eat some, I eat star, I eat like two of those packs of Starburst. Like yeah. It was diving. Yeah. I was expecting to eat more for dinner than I did. So I'm eating those Starburst, and my buddies just, we're, we're team bonding. We're drinking there. I'm expecting like, hey, 7 o'clock, it'll be fine. It's like 11 o'clock. I'm sufficiently drunk. I roll over and I'm like, oh, I got to piss. Great. Now I'm going to have this going on. Walk outside. Our football coaches are sitting there. They're just playing euchre. And I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Don't you guys just want to go home? And like, so I just, I walk into the locker room. I piss. I come back around. I'm like, you know, the coaches are still out there. And they're like, wonder, wonder why. I mean, do they think we're going to break into the school? Like the rest of the school is like locked off from the, yeah. the athletic wing. Go to sleep. Like, I actually go to sleep. At 12 o'clock, the Marines bust in, and they make us do a workout. Five of us are, like, near, like, the drunkest we've ever been. I'm sitting there with the Starburst. I go out there, and I puke, and luckily, I had all the Starburst in my vomit. Because the, the Marine, like, walks over and goes, we barely even started. I'm like, low blood sugar. And he goes, oh, oh, that's, that's understandable. I'm like, <laughs> he can't yes, smell no. the alcohol from no, the No, he, he, he saw it. Like, it was right in yeah. front of like, one of the outdoor yeah. lights. He could see the Starburst, and I was like, my blood sugar is low. And I just 
I just went through like a pound, like yeah. a pound of fucking Starburst, and now you're making me run like this. Like, ah, whatever. Wasn't the only one to puke that night out of that group. We were just doing the fucking laps on the fucking football field. We're oh, doing the, awesome. the the uh, the the carries mm-hmm. and bunny carries. Yeah. Oh, those are the worst. You're doing it where you're holding on to do, and they got to yeah. crawl. Oh, oh that's, it was that's, that's, that was my horror story because I'm drunk as fuck. I'm I'm full as fuck. Like my stomach mm-hmm. is now full, and I'm just I'm miserable. That was my oh, my last horror. My at least my last horror story was middle school. I learned that eating a lot before a race was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> two peanut butter and jellies, a 32 ounce of Powerade, oh, and two 16 ounces of water. So 32 ounces of water. I was like, because I was supposed to eat. That's a full stomach. Bro. Oh, it was a full, full stomach. I hurt because it of how full I was mm-hmm. on the bus. And I was like, I'll be fine. I didn't puke. I never puked during a race. All right. During a race, I've never puked. Knock on, knock on wood. <laughs> that I've never puked during a race. I have puked after a race, but never during. I cramped in three different spots. Yep. It was, it was in my right pec, in my just below my rib, like in my diaphragm, and then down in the right side of my lower. Abdomen, the longer abdomen muscle. Yeah. I can't remember it right now. Abdomen, I mm. this or think. But um, abdominus biggest. <laughs> and I have, I kid you not, it felt like someone was stabbing me. Yep. And my dad goes, "What happened?" And he goes, "What did you eat beforehand?" I go, two peanut butter and jellies, a thirty-two ounce Powerade, and thirty-two ounces oh, of man. water." And oh, he looks no. at me and goes. You're never doing that again, are you? I'm like, I'm never eating again. <laughs> it was awful. I've never hurt so bad in my life. So I, I, right there, I learned we eat a little bit of fruit before a race. <laughs> yep. Nice. So it was good. I don't know. I, would say, I never really had a horror story that was my fault, per se. Oh. Sports, oh. But uh, my my junior year, and now I'm changing I'm changing sports. Changing again. sports here, basketball. Uh, in my junior year, basketball in our districts, I... Uh, Got home after school and I took a nap because I was really tired. And I woke up and I was so sick. Oh. I was fine all day. I was so sick. And like, I wasn't throwing up, but I could just feel it. Like, yeah, yeah. just my stomach felt terrible. Mm-hmm. On the bus ride up, now we had an hour bus ride to where we were playing districts. Mm-hmm. I had to run up to the front of the bus and I threw up probably three times on the bus ride. That's Get to there. The there was a game going on when we got there, the game before us. I laid in the locker room, laying on the bench. I threw up probably another two times. Mm. My coach walked up to me and said, are you going to dress up? So I did, and I went out there. I played the game, didn't puke once during the game in either half. After the game, I threw up again, nice. and I threw up, had my head to my parents pull over once on the side of the road so I could throw up again. Ugh. It was a rough night. It's the horror stories, Kevin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was dead, but – and we lost, so it made it even worse. Oh. <laughs> You said throwing up on the bus, all I can think of is that one GD meme. Oh, where everyone was puking oh. and had neurovirus? Oh, oh, yeah, no. that was awful. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Well, on neurovirus note, um, I think we're going to call it a night. It's pretty late for us. Um, thanks, y'all, for listening. Is it late or is it early at this point? Stop that. Stop that. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. Um, oh, here goes another hour. <laughs> thanks, for, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, to us ramble that was a good time yeah, basically just sat down to a bro down session. yeah i hope you're back sometime yeah. it was really fun yeah i enjoyed shooting the shit with y'all and yeah. thanks for having me as well so um, 
that's it for the leprechaun from here. Yeah, see ya. The rabbit says bye. Asta. La Vista, baby. And that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was yeah. just saying, I don't know. Asta, but go ahead. All right, dope. See y'all later.